What up guys, welcome back to Off The Record, where we talk about whatever we want, and it's the two daddies and a baby edition once again. Yo, I think we would kill it as daddies. <laughs> if the baby came this if, size. Yeah, if, if this fool was our baby. Yeah. So basically I just do my own shit and you guys are gonna live alone. Yeah. Wouldn't you want us as dads? <laughs> I, mean, I feel like Bart's already kinda like my dad. He'd be like, hey, right? can I stay out for three months straight? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna go to bed. You're like, or we could go outside and shoot guns. Oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, dude, that would be cool, man. Yeah. That would be a perfect family. I mean, that's already what we do. <laughs> like, it's, it's no different. When me and Nadim lived together back in Alhambra, yeah, we had this pellet gun, and we would line up like bottles. Yeah, yeah. Even shoot our grill sometimes. Just fucking shoot. <laughs> or even shoot, we would hide in the corner of the living room. Yeah. And shoot through our open, like it was only like a sliver this big of our door because of the angle we're at, all the way down the street to a stop. <laughs> and we'll be shooting the stop sign from like like a mile away. What the fuck, with the BB gun? Yeah, it was, it was so fucking- You guys are such rednecks, dude, it's so funny. <laughs> it's so fucking loud that it'd be like, bing! Yeah. And then we're like, oh shit, and we close the door. <laughs> It was funny because then like it was after Fourth of July the first time. Oh shit! Yeah. I think we have a vlog on it online. And then Casey would always bring his like you guys don't drink and I don't drink Casey's beers. Uh, so we would have like a hella leftover. So There's always those Newcastle beers that we had on the on the porch yeah. that we were just exploding. But those are like, we were, I don't know. Like Jill came on and was like, what the fuck are you? Yeah, doing? we were shooting full cans or full bottles of beer. And I think one of them we we're also like, I wonder how many bottles it can go through. So I think we lined up like seven of them. Yeah, yeah. I think it went through like four of them or yeah. something. What? It was a pellet gun. And we're so done, we're like shaking them up too and everything. Dude, I got a really sick ass pellet gun. Like mine is like really legit. The you sniper gotta, one. You gotta use a bike pump to pump it each what? time. Yeah, it's not like one of these, dude. Oh, so that's a, like a, a legit hunting one then. Yeah, I'll fucking show you, man. I got it right here. What is it for, like rodents and stuff? Yeah, it's for pheasant or anything. Uh, it's pretty legit. That's like my brother, he's like super into that shit for like end of the world survival stuff. But he has a pellet gun for end of the world? Uh, he's like get a pellet gun and get like a little one of those like foldable 22s. He's like, if you, and just in case you don't wanna make too much noise and you, uh, you still need to catch like food, you know? That's true, I never thought about it like that. Oh yeah. damn! That's just scary looking. That thing looks like a fucking, <laughs> like a real gun. That looks like the fucking sniper from Halo. Dude, this shit wasn't cheap, man. It was pretty pricey. If you brought that out, uh, people that don't know about guns, but that's an assault rifle. Yeah, that's because we had our Canadian friends that came over and they looked at it. They're like, oh, is that a is that a real gun? It's just like, like Americans just have guns everywhere. <laughs> that's literally what they thought. And I'm yeah. like, no, it's just an air rifle. A borderline toy. It is a toy, but it's a it's a way where we can. OK, because I got it. So like when we go out and then uh, we just want to catch like small like game. Yeah, we can, you know, like get it and then and then technically it won't be illegal because you know how some places you can't use a gun at all in yeah. the forest, yeah, yeah, but you yeah. can use a bow and arrow or whatever. That's true. We can use this. Oh, tight. Yeah, but it's strong, dude. Do you know how many feet per second the pellets go through? Oh, fuck, I did when I bought it, but it was pretty powerful. Man. You could probably look it up, just look up the- It looks like fucking that. legit though. Oh, it's, well, it's 3000 PSI pressure. Oh, shit. That sounds fucking strong. And it is a 22. Oh, so it's yeah. a big pellet. Yeah. It's so funny, like when you're talking about like, your Canadian friends just seeing that out. Like, like for us, we're so used to that thing, right? Yeah. Uh, but we also know how to handle it safely. 
like growing up, like in the, the high school I went to, like even junior high, like we had a lot of like all my it's it's weird. Like my city was like so not like it was mo super multicultural, but also uh, in terms of like um, economics and all that stuff. But we had kids from all different like rich people, poor rich kids, people, poor people. We all just got along, but we would have like some of our homies that were just kicking with us. So like drop their bag and then a fucking like full like handgun or like uh, like one of those like Mac tens will pop out and you're just like. And back then, I didn't know shit, so I'm like fucking freaking out. Because they are gang members? Yeah, a lot of them were. <laughs> Do you remember the first time you guys saw a gun? I grew up with guns and stuff, uh, so like it was... Because when I, I think the first time I saw a handgun, um, I was 14. And I remember this is like during gang life, where we were going to do a home inva invasion for the first time. And it was like, you know, you don't want to look like a bitch with all your friends, right? And yeah. then you have friends that are way more experienced than you. And then I remember one of the homies was like, okay, I gotta go home and get my strap first. I'm like, yeah, go get that strap. <laughs> You're like, oh no, there's a gun. <laughs> we went to his house and then he hid it in his towel rack and he pulled his towel out. And then when he opened it, he, and I was like, I was pretending like I seen it before too. I'm like, oh yeah, yep, that's a strap on. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember he, he, he brought it over and he goes, you wanna hold it? And then I, my hand, when it was reaching, it was like shaking so bad that I knew I probably would have dropped it and it probably would have fired a bullet. I'm like, nah, I'm comfortable. Yeah. But I remember being scared as fuck wow. the first time I ever saw one. That's, that's why I'm like with all my friends that like they know that we do it safely, properly, we're not into yeah. that gang life. It's just like sport protection, whatever you want to call it. I at least want them to know how to handle it properly and safely so they're not afraid of it just in case they ever do come across it or they need to fight someone that does have it and know how to like disarm them. Uh, because there are a lot of people that literally will get like, just the freak you out. You just see it and you're scared. Yeah. You're like, oh my God. Dang, no, my, yeah, same with me. Like, like kind of like similar to you. Like I had a lot of um, friends and their dads like had just guns in the garage that they were working on they went camping. They took us and then they taught us how yeah. to shoot and all that. So my introduction as a kid was way like, it's a tool, like it's, they oh. use it for hunting. So you never had the scary face? No, I actually liked it, but my immediate family, like my parents were against it. Not really against it, but they're like, you know, guns are illegal in Japan and they're not really um, outdoorsy. Mm. Like we did a lot of fishing, but then um, my dad wasn't really like into that stuff. So uh, they were like, yeah, you, you know, you could get gun toys, but we're not gonna get you like a air rifle and all these things. But all of my friends actually had air rifles. Cause like that was like the progression, right? Yeah. Like when you're in elementary school, uh, you learn with the air rifle and then they teach you those basics with that. And then they give you like a 22 or something like that. I think that's the best way. Cause you also get bored of it uh, and you, you know how to do it properly. So it's nothing to you. So like uh, some of my family is like super baller. And I remember, I think I told you the story before where it's like my little cousin, uh, so we go to their house and he's like, oh my dad just got a new car, come see it, come see it. And he's so excited to show us. So we go in. And there was a like a, a 911 in the car, and then a, a, the brand new Panamera, fucking sick. And he's like, we're like fucking freaking out. And he's like, no, no, it's out back. And we're like, oh shit, something crazier. And he goes like, just a Honda Civic, but for him, it's just something new. Oh, and he doesn't get it, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, this is old. Like this is like, we, we've had this shit, you know. There's that one like uh, Arabic kid. I think he used to show me. He was so excited about his Ford Mustang that he bought. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. He already had, like, I think Lambos. Like one of those Dubai yeah, kids. Yeah. He already has hella Lambos and Ferraris, but he was vlogging, and he goes, you're not going to believe it. It's the 20, like 2010 Ford Mustang. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Is I kind of get it because, so, like, my 
my Jag right now is like three times the price of what I got, the, the, the Land Cruiser. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Land Cruiser was just such a crazier experience. Yeah. Even though like dollar value wise, it's cheaper. It's also yeah. one of a kind. It's hard yeah, to find something yeah. in that condition. Yeah. For sure. And the price that I got and just everything. So, and, and I've been searching for like six months. Whereas like any new car, you can just go into the lot and if you can afford it, you can get it. Yeah. Unless it's like a limited edition or something special. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the feeling maybe, but they also don't know, like if they if you don't know the cars and it's like something new, it just feels b bigger and better. Yeah, like when I look at Ferraris and like Porsches and Lambos and stuff like that, like they look super nice and they're tight, but it doesn't um, like wow me the way like your Land Cruiser does or like seeing like my favorite classic car. Like when I see those guys, it's like it's like finding a 70 year old grandma with the body of a 20 year old. Like, Whoa, how did that happen? <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy is I'm starting to realize that a lot of people actually don't understand um, car pricing and like just in general, like how to make something dope out of old. Mm. Yeah, like a lot of people just buy like new cars. Like they go to the, the lot and then they get something new or like- It's just more convenient, crazy. I yeah. think. And then when they hear the price of like how I, what I got it for and all this stuff, they're just like, wait, what? Like it blows their mind. Like they thought it was more or less? More. Well, and also uh, when you, you know, like just get something that's classic or, or you just kind of spend a little bit of like time and love into the car, it looks rare and expensive. Yeah. Even though it might be like cheaper than an, a, a new Accord or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that's what maybe a lot of people don't know, but also like they don't, you don't get all the like modern cool shit either. So like they might not like that. Is there something in your Land Cruiser that you're like, man, I wish I had this that your Jaguar does? Yeah, I think I got really used to Bluetooth. Yeah, that's one thing I need. Can't you just get like a, like yeah. a radio? I, and then it'll be, yeah. Pretty much the same? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the handling's just different because it's like more meant for like, off-road, I guess. Yeah. Like it's just high, you know, it can't, it can't, it's not a highway vehicle, so. Yeah, yeah, that's the it difference. struggling to do like 70, so. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That's tight, but it's supposed to make you. Got a stain. Can you see that? You have a stain on your shirt? Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had something for it. This video is brought to you by OxyClean Max Force One. Speaking of stains, during the quarantine, I was in a room for 10 days, so I've been getting stains all over the place. Not the naughty stains that you guys are, talk are thinking about, but um, I finally was getting in a creative phase, so I was just gonna draw like random shit, and I don't know why, but I think like, you know, when you're just kind of like sick and like sticky and sweaty. Nasty. And nasty and your palms are all sweaty. My dumbass opened a marker and when I opened the marker, the marker just flew out of my hand and landed on my sheet. Why did you open a marker? Because I was going to start drawing some shit. Oh, you mean like like the cap? I thought you were just trying to dissect Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, just by me. <laughs> I did that shit. Yeah, by me opening it, my fucking Butterfingers let go of it. It landed on uh, my duvet. Check out the vlog. And I was like, oh, fucking. Those are the, we bought that to sell the house. So once again, OxyClean Max Force came in clutch and I was able to put it in and I used my toothbrush to scrub it in and then it got it out. If you guys still don't know what it is, it is a convenient laundry stain remover spray that tackles the toughest dried in stains with five types of stain fighters to remove grease, oil, grass, blood, soil, clay, 
food and drink stains the first time. It dissolves and traps grease and oil, lifts food stains from fabrics, binds to dirt and soil to suspend them and rinse them away. It's safe on colors. Spray now. Wash up to seven days later. You've got to try OxyClean Max Force for yourself. To work your magic with OxyClean, go to oxyclean.com slash maxforce1 to get a coupon for $1 off and you can be like Bart here and save his duvet. Or if you're not in your bust all over the place, you'll probably get all that stuff out too. <laughs> It's funny that all these things happen in this last vlog. <laughs> it's all within one vlog. Dude, that is crazy. Was that the, pe the pen was in the same vlog too? Yeah. You are destructive, man. <laughs> Dude, I have one more thing that Gio doesn't know about, but I'm just gonna fix it before I tell her. <laughs> you are destructive. So on day, I think on day five or six, on the CDC it says if you test a uh, negative, you can get, come out of quarantine. Yeah. Cause that's past the day. So day five or day six, I took a at home test first. It said negative and I'm like, fuck yeah. So now I'm gonna go to urgent care and get a real test. I go to our fucking shutters thing. I, I open the window cause I don't want to go through the house. I open the, the window. The minute I put my hand on the windowsill, it popped the entire bottom frame oh, fuck. off the shit. Oh, and I'm like, fuck. Oh, Wait, well, you were gonna climb out of the window? I did, I ended up climbing out the window. But then when I got to urgent care, I tested negative, I mean positive. I'm so like, instead ah. of walking through the house to be safe, you were gonna walk Go out, out of the window, window and then take the... And I did, yeah. It's sorry, safer God. for the family. It's safer for the family, yeah. Yeah, 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 so... So, wait. Yeah, but yeah. when I put my hand on the frame of yeah. the shutter, yeah. it popped it off. Oh, fuck. And I tried to put it back on and I can't, so... Now I gotta go buy super glue. <laughs> before Gio sees it. Before you sell the house too. Oh shit! I know. Yo, you know what I've been getting into? Is like, um, car, like, fixing videos and just house fixing. And then it's like, I always pay people or like, I would usually be the one like bar, like breaking things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to deal with that shit. But now it's the opposite. Like, I'm really just starting to fix shit here and there. I ordered some parts for my Land Cruiser, and I think it's all because of that. Like, moving into my own small little space that I'm controlling, making it beautiful, and then, like, you know, you want to maintain some something dope, you start fixing it. Yeah. But, I don't know, I never had that in my personality before. Making it becomes things, fun. Making things into projects and stuff. Yeah. But also, I think it's because I didn't have this kind of time. Uh, so before it was like, ah, fuck it, somebody fucking fix it for me. Yeah. That's how, that's how I am with like the guns too. I'm like, somebody clean it for me. I buy, yeah, I yeah. buy like all the parts and I go, here, Ryan. <laughs> Just take it. And I get it back and it's all like, all the parts are on there like, yes. And then you feel like a real man. You're yeah, like, yeah. I bought this. Yeah. Does it, does it not make you feel good to do it yourself? It does, it really does. But I think it's a time thing like Joe yeah. was saying. Like, cause I, I mean, Coming out of the military, you know how to do everything, right? Like the, you can, you can take it apart completely, you know how to zero it and all that stuff. I don't know how to do any of that shit anymore. Yeah. So now I'm like, someone help me, help! <laughs> <laughs> I think from like growing up and all the experiences I had, like say with my dad having like a furniture store, like I know how to move furniture, rugs, how to build things, how this to- This fool knows rest, all so. kinds of techniques from moving furniture. Really? Oh yeah, it's like, it, the, it's like so easy. And I see people trying to move like a couch, just trying to put like a couch that's like this, through a door that's this, and they're just trying to shove it. I'm like, it literally doesn't fit. Why don't you turn it? Yeah. I, but it's common knowledge. Like one of the things you taught me was, uh, we had a giant area rug, and then you know once it gets on the floor, it kind of like pushes all the air out. Yeah, and there's like, it turns into a vacuum. 
so you ca you can't even move it because yeah. it sucks on the ground. What he taught me is you just put air underneath, and as it has the waves, that's when you just slowly move it. And I'm like, oh. what the fuck? It floats and glides. It's genius. Yeah. I didn't even know. But now, like, all my friends, like, I, I know how to build stuff. I know how to do stuff. Not like Nelson or, like, Ryan and all these guys, but, like, simple things. Or even, like, cooking. Like, it's so much fun, but I feel, like, more human, almost, in a sense, where it's, like, Doing things by yourself compared to just clicking like Postmates or calling this company to come do things. It actually feels like satisfying. Feel connected to it. Yeah. You do appreciate it more. Definitely. Like hand washing my car. I haven't done that. I haven't hand washed a car in years, man. Me too. I, I don't even know what that's like. And then after doing it, and then I'm just like, oh, When did you man. do it? To the Land Cruiser? Yeah. And then also the after, you know, like polishing, doing all the extra stuff, yeah. putting tire shine, all yeah, that extra, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, um, it's weird. It, it's therapeutic. It is. Yeah. I'm so stupid with those things. Cause I'm like, I feel like, oh, I'm not the income level to spend money on like getting my whole car detailed and things, but I'll spend $40 twice a day on Postmates. <laughs> Twice a day? Yeah. That's, that's a detailing, you could do that? Yeah. You could do it for 40 bucks. What are you, what are you getting for $40? But it's just like with delivery costs and all those things that adds up. That's true, each meal. I remember I, I got chicken and waffles and by the time it got delivered, it was like about 40 bucks for that one meal. Yeah, and it should be like 12 bucks at the actual spot. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like. Uh, I usually get ants. Like, I piggyback off an ant's order. So if they order food, I'll just be like, yeah, get me a bowl or whatever. Yeah, when you just order that one thing, like one time I was just really fiending boba, I think I ended up paying like $18 for the boba. Yeah. Because you have the boba, then you got the uh, tax, then you got the tip, and then you got the delivery fee. But it helps so much. It makes life so much easier. Like, because otherwise I wouldn't go to the store. Stores are closed and everything. So it just made life like 10 times easier to have that applicable. Yeah. So it's like, it's the same thing with like paying someone to do it, paying someone to build something. Yeah. It's like, it is your time that's worth it to do it or save some money or just get it like delivered, get someone to come and fix it. And like, you could spend that time on other things or like that stress. Yeah, if, if I didn't look at it as money or wasted, cause for example, right? Um, I didn't like washing dishes and I and I and I do and I ha I don't have a dishwasher anymore. I just wash by hand. I hate washing dishes. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a good way to take a break mm. while you get something done. Oh. So like your mind is occupied on doing something, and you can like listen to music. So in between, like let's say I edit a video, and then it's it's rendering or or, or it's exporting. I can use those five minutes to just wash a few dishes and go right back. Oh, I see. Yeah, or like doing some kind of productive mindless activity that's like cleaning. It's like a mental break. Yeah, yeah, and I was, and I, so if you use it as a way to doing that or like to take a break, but you're actually working. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't notice it. So like even from fixing my car, and I used to look at it as like, oh, it's, it's I gotta fix this, you know? Like a chore. And then you start working on it and you're like, you know what, this is a nice way to just go outside and feel the sun and move your body. It's cool because like, especially like with all those things that you're saying, I just add music to it. And it's like the only time that I can really just focus. Yeah. Otherwise my mind is racing about so many different things. But like say I'm just, I love cleaning my room, like vacuuming and like putting stuff back into place because like before I was bad with it. Now it's just like a blast music. I have cool speakers uh, and then it just becomes like a fun task that I can look forward to doing. Especially when you can be like a guy that's on meth, but hella like, rearranging everything 
every fucking five seconds and just like, hell yeah, I'm gonna take a picture of this shit right here. Yeah, those guys are the most creative. <laughs> <laughs>